Everything we've been taught in the American education system is all a lie. Yes, Native Americans weren't the original people of this land. We actually took it from black people. We were so good at it that we just wiped out any trace of their language and their culture. Everything we've been taught in the American education system is all a lie. Yes, Native Americans weren't the original people of this land. We actually took it from black people. We were so good at it that we just wiped out any trace of their language and their culture. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we're going to talk about some history. We just want to take our time and we want to talk about some history, right? Um, I want to say all month we've been putting some pretty good posts up and um, you can find them on the YouTube channel in the community section. Actually, we've been uh, spreading these posts all over Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. And uh, a lot of these posts is just showing that our people was a part of the Olmec civilization, right? When you do your research on the Olmec civilization, you will see that it was multicultural. Um, Black folks was there. Red and brown man is there. And beloved, believe it or not, the yellow man was there as well. And um, all these groups came together and built the great civilization there. You can see your people on the walls within. You can see us with the locks. You can see us with the chestnut brown skin or dark skin, almost black. Um, But you see those locks and you see those hair wraps. Not only do you see the locks, you see the each individual braids that was worn by the men. Not a couple of uh, not a couple of brothers. You see a whole community of brothers with individual braids, because this is how the people at that time in that area drew themselves. This is how they seen themselves: individual braids in their head. Chestnut brown, dark brown, damn near black. Now, the only people that I know in the Americas that do that is our people. Does that make me a pretendian? Yeah, it will make me a pretendian if you show me North American Indians, Central or South American Indians that say that it's not us and not us. They're not saying this to say, Oh, black folks, that ain't y'all, and that's some Afrocentric stuff, and y'all taking that shit too far. No, 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 that's not sufficient. You have to say, that's not you, because that's me and my uncle. We wear our braids in each individual line, and we wear the locks with the head wrap. You have to say that at the end of the sentence. If you're not able to say that in the end of the sentence, I think you should be quiet. Because anything else, we're not going to hear now. We see a community of men on the walls 
with individual braids in their head and they are chestnut brown, dark brown, damn near black. You want us to unsee it? We can't unsee it. We've seen it already. Once we see something, we can't unsee it. Everybody culturally now have put their hands on the Mayan civilization, on the Olmec civilization. Everybody did. Yellow folks did because they was there. Red folks and brown folks did because they was there. But beloved, the only people group that had the stand power that they named keep coming up for over 150 years plus is black folks. Before we said that was us, other folks from around the world would see that and say, that's them. That's that's some African shit. Look at the face. Look at the nose. These African people that was here. How did they get over here? <laughs> you know, how did they navigate through the seas and all that? I'm like, no, we just was always here. <laughs> Anybody bring us over here. I know they taught you that everybody came over here in the holes of a ship. I get it. There's not enough ships, bro. There's millions of people over here. There's not enough ships to do all that. It's just not going to happen. They told us that that wasn't us in Egypt. They told us that that, that wasn't us in Kemet. But we looked at the walls. We seen ourselves. We just looked at the wall and said, no, nah, that kind of looked like my uncle. That guy looked like... That look over there, that look like my auntie, and that look like us. <laughs> they don't look like the people that's there. The people that's there may have had a part of it later, but the folks that's on the wall, man, that's us. Now, once you see yourself on the side of the wall in Kemet, you can't unsee yourself no more. That's us. We're everywhere. Black people, melanated people that's everywhere on the planet. Africa, South America, North America, the Asian world, Pacific Ocean, all the islands that we're there. We have no birth record, beloved. None. Today's conversation, we're going to do this, right? We're going to talk about a drawing that I put on the page is called uh, Los Malutos de Esmorada, or it's also called Inca Nobleman, or it's also called right Inca Nobleman and his sons. And um, we put up the drawing. And this drawing is the oldest, the oldest known signed and dated painting from South America. And the people on there look like you. Produce 1599. And after we put it up, we got some comments. So we're going to talk about the comments that's concerning the drawing because we had a brother that say listen it's a guy named Jack Forbes and Jack Forbes produced a book called Africans and Native Americans and uh, that drawing is used to make a clear distinction between the Africans and the Native Americans right this is the claim that the poster makes then he goes on to say 
the people in that painting are of African origin, right? So, all right, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Um, let's break down the first part of his comment first, right? If you look at that drawing, it's a father with two sons. And the commenter said that photo was to make a clear distinction between an African and Native American. How? What's the distinction? Do you know what distinction means? If I put three zebras on a photo, am I making a distinction from zebras and horses? If I just put three zebras on a photo? No. If I wanted to make a distinction between uh, cats and dogs, could I put three dogs on the photo and say, look, that's the distinction? <laughs> but love, we got to talk comprehension. When people want to make a distinction about something, if I wanted to make a distinction about a cat and a dog, I put one cat next to the dog and you see the difference between the two. I can't put three of the same thing and say, look, I'm trying to show you the distinction. No, I just don't work that way. Maybe in your mind, but not in real life. Those people in that painting are of African origin. All right, we can talk about it because there's a link that's associated to that that he also put and we're gonna go over the link and i just want to say this beloved um there's some terms that we're going to use in this conversation right we're going to use zambo uh we're going to use negro we're going to use indian uh inca maroon afro indian um what else we're going to use all these terms though are placed on the natives by the foreigners. These are not terms that the folks call themselves. These are not terms that the natives, when they was writing something down, this is how they identified themselves. They didn't identify themselves as a Maroon or an Indian or a Negro or an Inca. These are terms that was placed on them by foreigners that came from across the Atlantic, i.e. Europe, i.e. the devil. Let's just be real clear on that, right? Um, let's go uh, to a website called enslaved.org. And it's going to give us the breakdown on the photo. Because everybody on the photo, remember, everybody on the photo, it is said that they are African origin, right? So we're going to talk about reality. We're not going to use devil talk. We ain't finna use technology like they do in the United States because the enemy use technology. He'll come along and tell you, hey man, if you got one drop of this, that means you this. And you play along in his world, but that just because this is what he says in his world, that's not reality. You know, his world doesn't dictate genetics. His world doesn't, no, it don't work that way. We understand the game that he plays in America, but that's because, no, we're going to separate the game from reality, right? Francisco de Arobi was a leader in the coastal Afro-Indian Maroon communities of Esmeraldas in early colonial Quito, modern Ecuador. Arobi was born around 1560 in the providence of the Esmeraldas, reportedly to an African slave named Andreas Mangechi and a native woman from Nicaragua who escaped together from a ship anchored in on the Esmeraldas coast, Arobi and his brother Juan Mangechi 
where two of the quote Maluto leaders of Maroon communities began by his father in the late 1550s and 1560s. By 1577, Francisco's father had been killed in confrontations with nearby native communities. And that year, the Maroon leader, Alonso de Elegas, attempted and failed to submit Francisco and Juan to his leadership. We're going to read one sentence for the next paragraph, and then we're going to go into comment again. At an unknown date, Orobi married a woman named Danya Yanni and had at least two sons. All right, let's stop. Um, if we go back to the photo, here's what we're looking at now. Because that link gave us a little background. It's a brother named Andre. Andre was known as an African slave. He met a woman. The woman was a native Indian from Nicaragua. They hooked up together. They had a child. That child is in the middle of this photo. Right? You see the names across the top. They're all Spanish. Right? So we know they all been Christianized. But we'll show you where they came from later. Really what they... Um, Andre, their father, is a Latino. And we're going to explain that later. Right? The gentleman in the, in the middle, though. He's a pops. The two on the side is his sons. Right? Okay. Um... Now, let's just stop. Let's pause. Let's make a pivot. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about the African origin of these people. Like before I get any further, let's talk about the African origin of these people. Andre is an African, right? Really, the term that we want to use is he's a Ladino. Ladino means he's a black person that was born in Spain. He was from Spain. He's not even from Africa. That's number one. Number two is this. Ladinos is kind of tricky because sometimes a Ladino could be a native and he's brought from wherever he's from back to Spain. They kind of Christianize him, teach him the culture, X, Y, Z, then send him back to wherever he's from and he's used as a buffer between the uh, colonizers, which is the Spanish, Portuguese, etc., and the natives, but we're not gonna we gonna we're not gonna do that. But the conversation say we're gonna say he's just African. He's a regular African guy. And um, when you kind of try to boot, do the background on dude, it jump around a lot. But he coming out of Spain. Let me just say that way. He's coming out of Spain. He's married a native woman from Nicaragua. All right, now let's just do the genetics on that. They child together is gonna be a halfy, right? Fifty percent African. 50% native Indian because this is how genetics work when you get with a woman you have a child that child 50% you and then 50% of the woman right okay so that child is is a uh, Maludo it's a half breed um, that's what Maludo kind of really means anyway Maludo means um, it's when you do a cross seed between a horse and a donkey you get a mule and the mule is a crossbreed. That's where you get the term Maluto from in the beginning. It's just, that means you're a halfy. All right. So, Andre, who was from Spain, again, got the native Indian from Nicaragua, and they produce a halfy. That's Francisco. So, Francisco is half native, half African. Francisco then marries another Indian woman, just like his pops, right? And he got the two sons 
And that's the two on the photo. Now, let's stop. What is African origin about that? Because somebody sold you the one drop rule. And it's cool. We get it. But uh, what is African origin about that? Because we're going to go back to the distinction. But what's the African origin? Andre not even from Africa. He from he from Spain. He black. He a Negro. He might be from somewhere in Africa. Yeah. I, okay. We we'll, we'll give you that. We ain't gonna challenge that. How does an African come across the water, right? Get a woman from Nicaragua, have a child that's half African and half uh, native, and then that child turn around and get another native, and then you see three of them up, and they say, "Look, they African now." That shit don't make no sense, beloved. That's called trigonometry. If you went for it, that's your business. But just because we don't, that don't mean nothing. We're not going for that. Now, let's do the role reversal. Can a Cherokee go overseas, right? Uh, marry an Ashante woman. Have a child by the Ashante woman. Now, the Ashante child, which is really a halfie, get another wife that's from the Ashanti tribe. And that child, all of a sudden, is going to be what? It's going to be African, right? Right. Because that's how that works. How come it works that way when you go across the Atlantic, but when you come back over here, it don't work that way no more? How come somebody tricks you to thinking every time you got a certain kind of blood in them, you stay African forever? You're not even smart enough to see that's a play on ownership or entitleship to a land. That's the Afro hustle. That's why they keep throwing the Afro hustle on the Caribbean Afro-Honduras, Afro-American, Afro-Canadian, because the inside joke that slow niggas can't catch is, if you are Afro, you're really from somewhere else. So you really have no real bearing over here. I can get mad at you and tell you to go home. But here's the real play. The difference between a black American and an African is one of them can go home. The black American can't go home. He's already at home. But see how they play that it's a trickology kind of hustle with you that you just thinking somebody can show you a picture with a guy African origin. How is that? The dad ain't even from Africa. <laughs> He's a Ladino. You do the research on that. You let me know what a Ladino is. We'll talk about that later. They making a distinction. Where is the distinction? Because what they want us to believe is that. The natives was goddamn, their skin tone was light, bright, and damn near white. Is that right? So this means that when Andre married the native woman from Nicaragua, that color, that color scheme of that child should have been a little lighter than the father. Right? So that means we should have looked at Francisco. He should have been light. And then when Francisco, being a halfie, he married another light, bright, damn near white Indian. The two sons should have been even lighter than him. But it's interesting because when you look at the drawing, it don't look like that. Beloved, don't you see all of them got the same skin tone? Why is that? Well, your brother, I explained to you why it is. Because the original Indians is chestnut brown to begin with. The original Indians is dark brown, damn near black like the Africans to begin with. That's how come a African from Spain can come over, mix with a Nicaraguan girl, and everybody's still black. That's the part you missed. But see, what they want you to believe is that a Indian that got dark skin got Afro mixed in their blood. And beloved, I'm be trying to show y'all. No, no, no. They're dark without the African mixture. See, you went for that. We're not going for that. You already dark without the African mixture. That's the part you keep missing. 
Now, I'm going to do you one better. Don't you know Andre met the Indian woman from Nicaragua? Where did he meet her at? Brother, he met on a slave ship, dog. He met on a slave ship. Bro, don't you know that the people from El Salvador, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico... Don't you know when the Spanish and the Portuguese was coming down to Central and South America, they wasn't bringing no slaves. They was taking the slaves from these places and taking them other places, beloved. They were taking them. But what do you think when they picked up a bunch of people from El Salvador or Costa Rica or Guatemala? When they put them on the ship, what do you think they was calling them? By their proper Indian title? By their proper Indian name? No, they was calling everybody that hit that boat Negroes. Uh-oh. What do you think they was calling the folks they could bring it from Africa when they hit that boat? They was calling them Negroes. So how do you separate the Negro? You can't because they all Negroes. They want to put in your mind that these Indians are dark because they are mixed with the Afro. And I'm saying, no, before they was mixed with the Afro, before they mixed with the African, before they mixed, mixed with the Negro from Africa, they was already chestnut brown. It was already dark. Somehow, beloved, these chestnut brown Indians and dark Indians as damn near black like Africa, they disappeared. All you got is the lighter skin one less left. The civilized tribes is what you got left when you live in the wilderness of North America. Light, bright, damn near white. So, let me give you a better example. Let me give you a better example. In the devil's world, he wants all of us to think that the original complexion of the Indians that live in North America, Central America, and South America look like Cardi B. They look like Fat Joe. That's what he wants us to think. They always light-skinned, complected like that. All right, that's cool. I'll go along with that. Let's play along with that. Cardi B got a husband. His name is, uh, what that brother name? Uh, Offset, right? The brother name is Offset. So, for this example, let's say Offset is the African. He's playing the role of the African. And Cardi B is playing the role of the Native Indian. She's the Tyano. She's the Central American Indian, she's the South American Indian, they're that skin tone. All of them is that skin tone. That means that when them two have a child, have you ever seen Cardi B and Offset Baby? Dude, light brown. He way lighter than his pops. Now, let's say that that son grows up and he marries a woman Cardi B complexion too. That means Offset grandchildren gonna look real light, bright, damn near white compared to him. Right? That's what we should see in the drawing. When we seen that on this drawing that we're talking about, the Incas, right? It's called the Inca and the Two Sons. When we see that drawing, don't you think it's interesting that all of them still the goddamn same complexion? You do know why it's like that? Because when the black African go into the black native, they're going to all be black at the end of the day. But they're not showing you the native was black without the African mixture. That's what we're here to do. That's the part that you can't pick up. That's why we're here, though. <laughs> We ain't got no problem doing it. We just want to be. We want you to be able to see that. That's what we're doing. I want to. I want to read something real quick. How about we just we gonna change gears a little bit, and um, I want to point out a source real quick. It's called um, Goceta.es 
this where we get the information that Francisco also married an Indian native woman. We're gonna put all the links in the description bar so everybody be cool with that. But for for this one black man to have the biracial wife and his son to have the uh, the Indian or the biracial children all together, you should think that everybody should be real light, but they're not. So we got to establish there ain't no distinction. I, somebody said this was Jack Forbes or Shonda. I'm like, man, shit, no, ain't no distinction. They all look the same, like they they all the same goddamn skin tone. You gotta see that. We see it already. You didn't. You missed that part. We going over to um, teachingforchange.org because I want to look up the African presence in Latin America, and uh, it's a PDF, not long. Eight pages long, and I'm gonna go right down to the seventh, uh, seventh page, right? And I'm gonna read at the. Let me see. We got the one, two, three. We're gonna go down to the fourth paragraph, right there where it says, "By 1516, Ladinos were seen as rebellious and prone to ally with or incite the indigenous populations." Thus began the import of slaves directly from Africa. These Bozales, as they were called, came from different parts of Africa and spoke many different African languages. Since they could not initially communicate with each other and, scroll to the top, sides were unfamiliar with European ways, it was thought that they would be easier to control. But rebellions continue, and though many Africans live out their lives in slavery, few would miss an opportunity to the fleet. All right, let's back up a little bit. By 1516, Ladanos were seen as rebellious and prone to ally with or incite the indigenous populations. That's what we just seen with Andre now. Ladanos. Black folks that already live in Spain and Portugal. So I say that to say this. What do we say on this podcast? Because you get you guys can hear the word slave, slave, slave so much. They got you thinking roots in these folks is in chains. And I'm telling my people, beloved, there is no change. There was no change. Andre didn't come up with no chains on. There was no change. He came right from Spain with the Spanish. He wasn't at the bottom of the boat with piss and shit and vomiting on each other. He sat at the front with everybody else. See, beloved. Um, there was a dynasty in West Africa you may not know about and the name of the dynasty is called the Benin the Benin Kingdom and what the Benin Kingdom got so much recognition for was it was all concrete they built walls all over the place the missing link I feel as though that our people have with Africa and trying to understand the transatlantic slave trade is that when Roots shows you they just went in there and started capturing a bunch of people, you can't just go and pick up some strangers and stragglers and go build a civilization. They never showed you the enslaver. An enslaver is somebody that he's filling the position of a plantation. Uh, he's really he's a trickster, really. You know what I'm saying? He's like, like he's like a staffing firm slash uh job placement kind of person, but he's doing it with trick knowledge. He's tricking the people to get there. The thing about history that's interesting, and I always say this, is that they kind of make it look like that the European just kind of bumped into the African like 300, 400 years ago. And then when he kind of bumped into them, 
it was some immediate strife and it was all about slavery and they show you like this brutal form of slavery but you don't see that these folks already had a relationship with each other the african and the european they already know each other they they have always had portuguese and spanish settlements in africa for i don't know how long so it's it's not like uh, you watching Roots and you got to beat these folks. They got to learn your language. They know your language already. They stay right there. I'm showing you they come over on the ship from Europe. They come in with the devil. I'm going to go one step further, right? I'm going to go one step further. We're going to have a conversation in the future because I'm going to talk about the Black Caribs. And I'm going to read how the Spanish explorers, they didn't understand the Black Caribs because they didn't understand where these black folks came from. They didn't, they didn't get it. They're like, how are these folks here? But what I'm also going to show you is the quote-unquote African slaves that was with them. When the Portuguese and the Spanish began to invade the Caribbeans, they used the Africans to fight the Black Caribs off. See, it's a whole hustle you don't know about. Because they got you think these folks down in the chains. They, they got you think these folks don't know each other. And I always say, no, they knew each other. They didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they knew each other. They didn't know you. So when you start seeing the first Portuguese and Spanish explorers, they ain't bringing no goddamn slaves. You get to count the Africans that's on the ship. They're either 15 on the ship or they uh, 20 on the ship, but it's never past 25. Now you think they got they had to grab 25 Africans to come over to do what with them? They use them as buffers to build with the natives. They was on the side of the... They were citizens. They came with the folks. It wasn't until later where they started dropping down. That's why I read you what happened in 1516 with the Ledanos. They started going directly from Africa because they could control these people better. They couldn't control because they were just a typical black citizen of Spain or Portugal. They was, just, they was equals damn near. That haven't changed today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you look at the United States military, it's filled with black folks, brown folks, and the devil. When we move around as a country on the military tip, other nations see all three of us, but we rolling with the devil. We talk about the military, we with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't against him, we with him. It wasn't no different with the African and the European is all I'm saying. They're not rolling against the guy, they with the guy. Now, when he brought him over, he did some trickaroo shit. It is what it is because he's the devil. He's still who he is. But they were tricked to get on that ship and come over. It wasn't no chaining up. and No, it wasn't. No, that wasn't it. And we'll go into that later, right? Let me read another paragraph because that's not what I want to hit to. I just, I want to speak on that real quick. I'm over here where it says, uh, one of the first whom we know any detail was Ladino named Andres Magachi. That's Francisco Pops. Uh, he had been brought from Spain to Nicaragua in 1541, was on board a ship bound for Peru. The ship landed in Esmeraldas for provisions. The slaves, both African and indigenous, were sent to look for food and Andres escaped with his indigenous woman from Nicaragua. Stop. That's where you get that from. How you African origin and the guy that's supposed to be from Africa, he's from Spain. What are we talking about? How you African origin and you finish your distinction and the guy have children with the Indian and everybody still the same skin tone. Nobody lost complexion. It just didn't happen. What did that tell you? 
that whole light bright damn near white Indian shit is bullshit it's not real but I get it you don't understand why they keep kicking the African stuff for you they keep telling you the Afro stuff and we're telling you beloved that Afro shit is a hustle how you gonna let a man tell you everybody that everybody here that's black is from Africa then he come right back and tell you listen don't you know the world started in Africa don't you know Humanity started in Africa. Yeah, I'm cool with that. The Koreans don't call themselves African, though. Japanese don't call themselves African, right? The Turkish guy don't call themselves African. Nobody's walking around calling themselves African but you. You can't even see the play behind it. Why you can't see the play behind it? You think you African, you play it up. But I always tell myself, like, but damn, don't you know? Like I said earlier, like, bro, the difference between you and a real African is that when you get upset about shit in this country, you can't go nowhere. The African can go home. He can get mad. The brother from Swaziland can go home. The brother from the Sudan can go home. He's playing the African game because he can go home. The brother from uh, Niger and from uh, Nigeria, he can go home. You can't go home. You're home already. You can't play the African game. You got nowhere to go. The Haitian thought he was African. He tried to get in the African Union. What happened? Just like, no. <laughs> Nigga, you American. <laughs> they played along all the way up. I'm talking about the Haitians trying to join the African Union. Man, them African, man, them um, hyena ride motherfuckers, hyena fight motherfuckers over there. They played with the Haitians all the way up till it was time to vote. And when they went to vote, they was like, no. Because they knew the Haitians, they not you, not them. They knew that I, we already knew. They didn't know, and then when the Haitians got their wake up call, then they knew. Yo, I'm gonna tell you something that's really bugged out, right? I'm gonna tell you something that's really, really bugged out. Um, don't you think it's interesting that the British had the created settlement? They had to create Sierra Leone. United States had to put together. Liberia right and then I forgot because Brazil sent so many uh, black Brazilians back to West Africa damn I forgot what they sent them but I'm gonna tell you what's interesting about all about the whole thing so you let them tell you that you got over here from Africa on a slave trade right but then when you go back they had to make a settlement for you I'm like well why why didn't they just send you back to the tribe that you came from? Because you came from over there, right? See, when you go back to uh, <laughs> to Ghana, they call you a brony, right? That means stranger. You're a foreigner. You don't belong here. Then when you go to Nigeria, they call you a kata. You're a stranger. You're a foreigner. You don't belong over here. You went to Liberia, got a whole spot. They call you Congo, meaning you're a stranger, <laughs> You're a foreigner. You don't even belong over here. And I always think to myself, like, damn, bro, why didn't they just send you back to the chief that they got you from? Because the way they they kick it to you in history, the goddamn devil had Mobutu on speed dial. <laughs> yeah, he had him on speed dial for three hundred years because they've been running this whole slave trade hustle, right? So it's like he's in constant contact with the chiefs over there because the way they kicking it to you, he can go to the chief and it's a slave trade. So he's taking them commodities, cheap goods, trinkets, guns, 
to the Ashanti chief or the Evo chief, right? Or to the homie somewhere and oh, and they they swapping out the goods for the people. Well, how come when he wanted to start the American Colonization Society or the British wanted to send some uh, folks to Africa, how come they always had to create a new settlement for you to go to? They had to try to buy some land, buy some property, and then put you in a place that nobody is at. And then when they put you in a place that nobody is at, so many of your people die because none of them come along and teach you how to kind of work the land. You kind of have to figure it out yourself with trial and error. How come there was no parade when you got back? A big welcoming party and say, hey, welcome back. And that shit don't ever happen. Don't you think that's odd? He got the dude on speed, child. I'm talking about Mobutu now. I'm talking about the devil. Got this elephant ride motherfucker on speed dial for 200 something years, 300 years, because he, he's trading, he's saying, with the chiefs. He's trading with the chiefs for African people. He couldn't call one chief and say, hey, I got 5,000 black Americans we're going to send back. We're going to give you some goods and money and commodities and rum and guns for you to take these 5,000 back or these 10,000 back and you can incorporate them or assimilate them back into your tribe or Yoruba or your tribe of F.A. or whatever. Don't you notice that shit never happens? Ain't that odd that don't happen? You're from there. How come they can't send you back there? How come they have to buy a place like Liberia, section it all up, then send you over there when you by yourself? And then when you get there by yourself, the locals get jealous, they get mad, they tell your whole shit now. What was the love when you got back? You're over here. You're the biggest African. I'm African this. I'm, hey, baby, this is... And you got the dashiki and... Some of these niggas got these bones around their neck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You one step away from that lip plate. They, don't, they never go that far for the lip plate. I'm going to tell you some cold shit. Black Americans is real funny when it comes to being African. They only pick the shit that's westernized from Africa that they like. They know they don't have the same soul as these people. They know that the rhythm is not the same. They know that these folk are doing some shit they don't agree with. Niggas over here ain't getting no lip play. It ain't happening. Niggas over here, they ain't finna let no cow piss in their head. They, they know something is off with that. They say that shit's not even civilized. But we watch these niggas over here do that. They play this game in America like they so big on African spirituality and all this old shit. I'm like, bro, you know, they, <laughs> they, if they just doing some, they still doing child sacrifices in Uganda. We got to act like we don't see this shit. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we act like we don't see it, but we see it. We see it. Man, they still got the guy. They got the hippie. Bro, don't you know they had these folk over there? Like, they had a, uh, like a fake Jesus over there. He going through West Africa. The people fainting. I'm like, bro. <laughs> we have to act like we don't see that. What is wrong with us, bro? And we say we, I'm like, what's up? You know, you you could be around them folks, and you know them people, ain't you? Hey, look, this planet produces all kind of black folks. So when they tell you that you come from Africa, they make you think it's only like one kind of man. Africa is one of the most diverse places for black folks on the planet. Ain't no one like phenotype, one hair type that come out that place, like. Nigga, is you crazy? You know what I mean? Like, that's what they make you think. You you looking at, uh, look, brothers is looking at pictures of folks in the Americas like, man, that don't look like black folks. That don't look like, I'm like, bro, what kind of black folks? (laughs) 
<laughs> you think you look like a, a brother from Senegalese? You think you like one of the brothers from Congo or something? All black folks is diverse on the whole planet. Man, y'all better wake up. I'm going to leave it right there, man. I get, I get to talk to shit. I'm like, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, I'm going to tell you. I love my brother from Africa. That's why I talk shit about him so much. You know what I'm saying? Because I love him. They're my brothers. And this is what siblings do to each other. Um, Africa is my birthright. It's just part of it, though. America is my other part. Uh, the Pacific Ocean Islands is my other part. <laughs> Australia is my other other part. The whole planet that has the best part is my other part. Everything that's south of India is mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Jerividines uh, is my brothers and my sisters. The whole black world is mine. But I do pick on my African brothers a lot, man. Um, I remember I was getting to some West African business at one point, right? And uh, my West African brother told me, he said, V, why don't you go fight some pit bulls or something? <laughs> <laughs> my Nigerian brother told me that. Hey, man, don't get it out business over here. He's like, nigga, go fight some pit bulls or something. <laughs> Because <laughs> he know He know I'm from Detroit And that's some inner city shit Niggas do fight pit bulls over here I'm like damn <laughs> But I knew that was cold to get out their business So I returned the favor sometimes And man them hyena fight motherfuckers over there You know them elephant ride Because I'm just talking shit to my own brothers But the whole planet belonged to all of us To be real the whole planet belong to all of us and I'm not um, I'm not silly enough to let no devil try to push me out my birthright in America no no this is mine no the, the best part of this whole planet belong to us and we ain't ain't no motherfucker body gonna push me in no corner especially nobody that's gonna be here for another 40 to 60 years this dude finna fall off the planet well I'm let him push me in the corner for it. it's not happening you know what I'm saying <laughs> Beloved, it's not happening. But we're going to leave it there. We're going to leave it there. And I want to discuss uh, the cabs later. Uh, I want to read what the Spanish said about them. Because it's a very interesting story. When they cannot figure out why so many black people is in the Americas, the Spanish and um, the Portuguese... And the British, the French don't really care. But those three devils are always say it must have been a shipwreck somewhere. A ship must have crashed. And um, these Africans got out and ran and made a settlement, made a community somewhere. They can't figure out why so many black people over here. And um, that should be a testament to you that that whole chain thing wasn't real. I mean, if these ships is crashing... And everybody is chained up. Don't you think everybody get dry? Uh, they are drowned and die. It doesn't happen. Um, when you look at the history of Saint Vincent and the Garifunis, that's the hustle that they played on them. The British went there. They like, damn. I mean, how did people get here? They didn't know how they. It's like everybody's black over here. They, how did they get here? They said, oh, ship must crash. <laughs> what ship? Nobody knows. They're African. Okay, what part of Africa? Nobody knows. What tribe did they belong to? 
Nobody knows. Nobody never knows. When they just see you, like they were like, oh, he's African. What part of Africa he's from? Nobody knows. <laughs> Guess what? Hey, we're going to put together something and send him back. As soon as you send him, quote unquote, back to Africa, none of the Africans don't accept him because they know he's not from there. <laughs> How about that shit? Peace of black power to you, family. We out of here, beloved. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, beloved. This is indeed Real Black Content Spawn Podcast. Your brother Vijay, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. We're the true Americans. The European colonists took over and started calling themselves Americans and started changing the history, saying that they brought us here. We were always here. We were always here. You've got pyramid kuntas in Central South America that are older than the pyramids in Giza in Misraim that the people call Egypt. Older. You've got civilization principles that are here in Lower Egypt that you call Kentucky and Tennessee area that is older than they are in what you call Egypt. But those things are held secret because they don't want these people to know that they're the heirs apparent to this land. So they branded them Negro, Black, and Colored to cut off the linear history. So when the people think they're Negro, Black, and Colored, they can't tie to the illustrious history of the founders of civilization. As a matter of fact, they keep trying to leave and everybody else trying to come here because they don't even know that this is the hub, the North Gate.